Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club Podcast. I am Maddie, here with... Courtney, hello, and today's episode's gonna be a little different. So Maddie and I haven't quite finished the book we were gonna review today. Um, we've been having a lot of fun together here in Las Vegas. We went to a NASCAR race yesterday. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. Couldn't find any good uh, racing romance novels, so we won't be I doing one. Um, but today, instead, since March Madness is just around the corner, Maddie and I are going to be doing a March Madness bracket with romance tropes. Yes. Uh, so we have put together 32 romance teams uh, with different tropes, and we are going to be rating them on a scale to figure out which is the best overall. Yeah. Um, so do you want to kind of explain how we're going to be uh, choosing which one is better than the others. Yeah, so we'll have a little conversation first about what we think the strengths and weaknesses are. Some might be very apparent. The conversation might not be very long. Mm -hmm. And there are romance tropes that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Same for Maddie. So I'm sure once we get down the line, we'll have some definite contenders. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we're just going to kind of go back and forth until we can come to a consensus, and then we will move forward with the bracket. Yeah, so um, we are using this program called, is it called Chalong? Chalange? Oh, okay. (laughs) Something. And so we created our own bracket. We went online and we found a couple of different tropes to help us with our you know, choosing of the tropes, because there were so many different tropes out there. Then the program randomly generated which seed they are, so we didn't choose which ones are going up against each other, they're just randomly generated, so we don't know what will be competing against something else. So it could be two things that we really love going against each other. Or two terrible things that we hate. Yeah, and we could choose (laughs) one of them. So it should be pretty fun and exciting. So without further ado, I think we should just get get started this yeah. might take a while so let's let's do it let's talk about it so do you want to talk about who is a uh, round one uh is it seed one spot one i don't know i guess i don't know i don't know basketball things we're not big sports gals all right so our first uh matchup here is long distance and fake dating i feel like personally that's a little long distance romances i feel like I don't know if I've ever actually read a long-distance romance. I don't think I have either, but I feel like it would miss out on a lot of the tension and, like, interactions, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, he touched my hand and I felt the sparks of electricity. Yeah. Um, and I do think, like, fake dating is pretty common. We've read a few books, even on this podcast so far, that mm-hmm. have had fake dating. And when done well, it can be really good. Example, uh, Things We Never Got Over. That mm-hmm. was one of our favorite books that we've done so far. So I I think fake dating probably would take the cake on this one. What do you think? I think also, but I'm also thinking long distance can mean not long distance romances as in mm. the books about a long distance romance, but long distance plays a trope in the reading. So okay. like, for an example, let's think about, I know you don't like it, but like Things We Never like Book Lovers mm-hmm. by Emily Henry. Those both have a long distance element in them. That's true. It just plays it like as like a plot point that is negative. I'm gonna go with fake dating on this one, but I think fake dating. Okay, we'll do fake dating. So for the next round, we have enemies to lovers and unequal social status. Now I feel like this matchup is a little more tough, mm-hmm. but I okay. I'm a big fantasy romance reader. I really love a Kotar. Everybody does. It's good. But I, even in, like, regular average nonfiction books or fiction books, I like 
enemies to lovers a lot. I mean, I think unequal social status can be kind of um, interesting, mm-hmm. and you can have a lot of really good takeaways about it, but I just love, I mean, we love witty banter, obviously, and the best witty banter comes from enemies to lovers. Yeah, I also think, see, I haven't read a whole lot of unequal social status books. The only book I'm thinking of... Is it P&P? Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. No. Oh. Twisted Love. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think a problem with that, too, is most of the time the unequal social status is, like, the man has a higher Mm -hmm. social status than the woman, and so it's kind of like a power dynamic thing. Yeah. I think... I think I'm going to go with enemies to lovers on this one because I have just more familiarity with it. And mm-hmm. I think that I, I think I would prefer that over unequal. Although I don't yeah. know yet. I haven't read any of the books like that, but. Well, I just, I love enemies to lovers so much like that. I'm, it's going to be tough to find a good one to match that up against in my book, just because I read so many fantasy mm-hmm. romances where that's a huge element and we love woody banter. Right. So this one, Yeah. Enemies to lovers. Okay, we'll do enemies to lovers. All right, so our next matchup here is going to be best friend's sibling and emotional scars. Hmm. This one's tough. I feel like emotional scars is a, it has to be a trope in almost every single book because somebody has to have some sort of backstory that, where the conflict is, like, keeping the couple apart. And, Mm -hmm. I mean... I do think, like, best friend's sibling, one, I can't imagine that ever happening in my yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Um, but, I don't know. I I also feel like best friend's sibling, like, one of the books I really love, um, Play With Me by Becca Mack, it's one of my very favorites, that's one of the tropes that it has, and it it plays really well, but I just feel like emotional scars is much more broad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What do you think? Well, okay. So for best friend sibling, I'm thinking of like Ginny in Harry Potter. Oh, okay, yeah. So I really liked that he ended up with Ginny. Mm-hmm. I I know it's very controversial take here, <laughs> but I do really like their relationship in the books, and I think that I would probably maybe like it in other books as well. But I just. Emotional scars, you make a really good point for, but for emotional scars, I think that sometimes it can be way overdone to the point where, like, it's just super cringe. Once again, thinking about Twisted Games. Wait, is that... <laughs> no, no, no. Twisted, twisted Lies. Twisted Love. love. There's so many of them. I don't even know what they're called. Yeah, Twisted Love. I'm thinking about that mm-hmm. for... I mean, that's also Best friend Sibling both the thing is is that both of these have really good and bad parts to it so it's trying to figure out which one is better better i just i feel like emotional scars is more broad so it should win in that regard okay like it's i feel like it's an important element of any book even in fantasy stories like yeah but there's nothing but i really like when there's like a sibling who's involved in the story, and then they eventually end up falling in love with somebody else in the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, like, it doesn't have to be the main character, though. No, but I like when it's the main character. This mm. one's really tough. We can do emotional scars. Okay. We'll do emotional scars. That was a really tough lineup. Yes. Next up, we have... 
the one bed trope and the hallmark fling and what I'm what I was thinking when I was writing that is like it's hallmarky but it's still romancy so there's okay. it's like hallmark but like with yeah relations okay that's what I was thinking but like, it's just very wholesome mm. I think is what I was trying to get at okay the so, wholesome trope is that a trope yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one bed is in a lot of stuff, too. Yes. Um, we're reading Things We Had from the Light, and there's been a little bit of a one-bed mm-hmm. trope there. I don't know. In, in fantasy ones, that one plays out really well, too. Like, oh, we're traveling to an inn, and they yeah. only have they only one, have one open bed. room. Yeah. And even though we've been fighting this whole time, I guess we'll have to huddle yes. together for warmth. Yeah. It's giving uh, Twilight. Oh, yeah. I think it's an eclipse. Yeah. I can't remember. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I And I do love, like, Hallmark-esque rom com type books with happy endings, but I think I like the one bed trip a little more. See, I think I like the wholesome a little bit better. What's your reasoning? I just think that they're usually better books. That's true. Like, I, I overall... Guess... I, I do, I will say that, like, the scenarios in which these people always find themselves having to share a bed kind of sometimes make me roll my eyes, because mm-hmm. the guy's always, like, so cold. There's only one room. <laughs> um, I'm so cold. Or the girl's like, no, don't sleep on the floor. For, I'm not gonna make you sleep on the floor. It's, on the floor. It's a hard, dirty floor. There's, like, rats and stuff. You can come sleep next to me in this twin-size bed. <laughs> There's rats and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we can go with hallmark fling for this one i'm thinking like the emily henry sort of stuff that's like true. the feeling it gives me it's well and i i mean my favorite book right now is the runaway groomsman and that one is very hallmarky yeah goodbye one bed the next matchup we have going on here is friends to lovers and revenge uh <laughs> <laughs> well twisted love was revenge revenge <laughs> Okay, uh, I think Friends to Lovers, I think this is pretty... Yeah. Pretty I mean, simple to me. I don't really like revenge. I think that it can be... Well, I think the men who... It's mostly men, I think, in romance novels who are seeking revenge. Sometimes women. But, like, I think a lot of times it makes them seem immature. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it causes unnecessary problems in the developing relationships. Friends to lovers can be done really well, too. It can also be kind of cringy sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I think, yeah, honestly, I think friends to lovers takes the cake, and especially because, I, I mean, like, I love enemies to lovers so much that revenge feels, like, kind of adjacent to that, but not as good. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, revenge, I just, I don't like my men in my romance novels to be, like, vengeance. Vengeance. I don't like them to be, (laughs) I don't want Bruce Wayne, you know? Yeah. It's just not really my type, so. I think I'm gonna go with Friends to Lovers. So next up, we have Forbidden Love and Forced Proximity. So this one is hard, because it's like, do I... I like when they're forced to be together, even mm. though they don't want to be, but I love the Romeo and Juliet star-crossed lovers right. can't be together, but want to be together so bad that I think that I have to go with Forbidden Love, because it's just, like... Yeah. I I agree. There's so many, like, excellent literary pieces that have been centered around Forbidden Love 
it's written in it's it was written in the stars that we can never be together mm-hmm. uh capulets and montagues exactly but um and i, I do like forced proximity um like they get into a situation where they both have to work on the same mm-hmm. project or something like that but yeah i do think forbidden love is just a little bit more enticing i will say that normally i do like happy endings but when a sad ending is done well i also like those it's just a lot of times they leave you feeling like the storyline wasn't really finished mm-hmm. and so that's kind of my problem with them but overall when done well they're phenomenal so i think we should probably go with forbidden love okay i agree forced proximity is great like i really like things we never got over and there's mm-hmm. a little bit of forced proximity in there because well it's more like um, forced fake dating well Knox like forcing himself into Naomi's oh, life yeah that's but true. uh yeah I really forbidden love I just it's a tough matchup I just love Romeo and Juliet so I can't even she can't even I can't even yeah <laughs> okay all right on to the next matchup here we have work adversaries and sworn off relationships. Okay, I don't... Sworn off relationships, I think, doesn't really work. Because it's usually, Mm -hmm. like, a short-term thing. Yeah, like, either they've had a breakup or, like, they're Mm -hmm. trying to focus on their career. I said that word weird. (laughs) (laughs) Focus on their career. Um, And, like, at the end of the book, obviously the whole swearing off relationships doesn't really work especially if it's romance because yeah they're that, that's the whole, that's point. the whole point of the book um i do like work adversaries quite a bit though and that's a lot of what emily henry writes and i love emily mm-hmm. henry um and i think just really contributes to like the witty banter work adversaries yeah. um and then somebody at some point has to choose the relationship over the job Um, a lot of times they both end up doing that, so I I like that trope quite a bit. Okay, okay, let's, uh, let's do, uh, work work adversaries then, because I, I agree. Okay, next up, we have Second Chance and Soulmates. This is kind of, like, the same thing, I think, in a way. Kind of. I, well, okay, I read a lot of fantasy, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, (laughs) Soulmate. Faye, Faye, right? Like, Faye fated mates right right? like they're literally they're magic beings Mm -hmm. so like their fates are intertwined through whatever higher power Mm -hmm. um i've also read like werewolf (laughs) romance books vampires they always kind of have that element of like we were always meant to be together like the elena and damon sire bond kind of um and like in a kotar they have mates Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i feel really strongly about um soulmates and sometimes the second chances i'm like they do not deserve the second chance i okay so personally in my personal life i'm never a date the same person twice Mm -hmm. sort of person like if you dated and then like you break up and then you get back together like i don't know not like within a couple of days but like a couple years a couple years there's a reason why you guys didn't work out the first time and it might work for some people but generally speaking i'm more of a if it didn't work the first time, it's probably not going to work now. Yeah. So I don't really seek out those second chance romances. I do know that we have a couple of second chance romances coming up. That's true. But well, and like, let me clarify too that by second chance we don't mean like he makes a mistake and then he goes 
a couple of days or months later and fixes the issue. We're talking about, like, they broke up when they were 15 and now they're mm-hmm. 30 again and trying to get it right. Right. So I definitely, I'm, I'm a big soulmate. And I don't even believe in soulmates in real life. But with fantasy books and stuff like that, it's a lot easier to follow with, like, the... Yeah. We were made for each other. I, yeah, okay, I'll... We can do soulmates. Actually, correction, I do believe in soulmates. In friend soulmates. That's me. Okay. Let's, uh... Let's see. The next one is... Okay, this one's gonna be hard, because I hate both of these. (laughs) And that is (laughs) the secret identity trope and the age gap trope. Both of them, I hate. Yeah. Once again, I don't want a Bruce Wayne... And second of all, there's no reason why somebody who's 20 years old should be dating somebody who's in their 30s. Yeah, and I think, like, we're not talking about age gaps where it's, like, a, a couple years. Like, like you were in high school at the same time, but the other person was, like, a senior. Or, like, like you went to, you still grew up in the same era, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this, the same things are still relevant. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, like, a big age gap where there's some definite disconnect on, right. like, what's relevant. Like a generational... Yeah. Or, like, somebody who's at, like, the beginning of a generation versus somebody who's at the end End of of a generation. generation. And with secret identity, I feel like... The thing with secret secret identity is there could be books, and not that I've read, but ones that are good where it's, like, the person is doing a job, like, Mm -hmm. police work or something, where they're forced to have this identity and they just happen to meet the person that they think they're meant to be with, and Mm -hmm. so that can be a really big obstacle in their love story so i think i would like that more than an age gap age gaps just feel gross and a lot of times they're yeah well and a lot of times they're in a setting where there's a power dynamic right yes boss and employee teacher college teacher and professor and student Mm -hmm. like and those power dynamic discrepancies have always been gross to me so i I think secret identity is less gross (laughs) i completely agree with that we have widow and matchmaker so, I don't think I've read any books with this, really. With either of these. Uh, yeah, no, neither of them, neither, neither of the books I was, neither of the tropes have been in any of the books I think I've read. Yeah. Definitely, like, movies I've seen, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, somebody with a dead spouse versus somebody, like, pairing somebody up with somebody else, but I think I probably would like that better. Like, somebody, like, a matchmaker situation where they're trying to set somebody up with somebody else, like, over and over again, like, different people, and then only they... to realize that, like, they like each other back. Yeah, okay, yes. That, um, God, what's that movie? It has Jennifer Goodwin in it. He's just not that into you. Mm. That I felt like that movie because Justin Long's like, mm-hmm. have you seen it? Uh-uh. Okay. Justin Long's like coaching her through like, this is what guys do when they're not that into you. And mm-hmm. he's trying to like help her find men who are actually interested in her. And then they end up together at the end of the movie. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like that's that specific kind of scenario. Yeah. Where it's like, I'll help you figure out, like I'll go on dates with you to help you. But then that's, a, that's kind of like fake dating. Yeah. It's it's like adjacent. Yeah. And I think my thing, too, is, like, as much as we we rate books on realism mm-hmm. in our reviews, I like romance books, like, you like them because they aren't realistic, mm-hmm. right? A lot of the time. 
And as much as I can appreciate that people lose their spouses and then they... You appreciate it? Well, no, like, I I can appreciate the struggle, (laughs) right? Like, how real it is that it, it, it happens in real life and, like, people should be able to move on with their lives and, like, I'm sure there's great character development, but it's just not as enticing to gotcha. me. Gotcha. So I think Matchmaker's yeah. better. I'll go with Matchmaker as well. Our next matchup here is going to be Love Triangle and Oblivious to Love. That's kind of tough. Hmm. I think I prefer Love Triangle. They're always... They're they're good. They're in a lot of books. I mean, like, yeah. Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Twilight. Twilight. Friggin... A Kotar has kind of a Never love triangle. Never read it, but yes. You're going to read it. I just bought she it She got today. it today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love triangles are just, they're so good. And like, Things I never got over kind of had a love triangle. With Nash, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and like, the thing too is like, you can have teams, right? Like, you can divide the fan base. And yes. sometimes it gets a little Anytime, toxic. But <laughs> I think that Team Stefan and Team Damon, Team Klaus, Team Tyler, like it's, mm-hmm. I feel like... Anytime that you have the ability to do that, it's great for your, like, promotion yeah. of the book. Because then you're, like, what, it's, like, Team Tamlin and Team Reese, right? Mm-hmm. For Reese and, yeah. Yeah, whatever, yeah. I don't know any, okay, I know, I like, know, I, know. I only know what I know from, like, TikTok, okay? Um, but I think, I think that anytime you can do that, it's great for, like, your publicity yeah. of your book. Because people eat that up. They do. It's good. It creates really good tension, right? And then there's moments where you're like, mm, maybe this person isn't the best for them, but I really like them together. Yeah. And I think my problem with Oblivious to Love, too, which this was kind of Anna Manhattan, which we haven't released yet, but yeah. it's coming. Next week. Um, I just get so frustrated. I'm like, how can you be that dumb? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know about you, but throughout my life, I've been very easily able to identify when people right. are interested in me. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe that would apply to men more, but I don't, I just don't like that one as much. Yeah. I think Love Triangle is yeah. just, yeah. Love Triangle, get on up here. Get on in there. So then we have uh, Grumpy Sunshine and Wedding Related Things, which is very broad it's broad, broad category yeah. uh it's very obvious which one we're gonna choose here grumpy sunshine yeah there's no way i mean like don't get me wrong i love a good like wedding story but i just it's so versatile yes like, you can have the guy be grumpy you can have the girl be grumpy and there's always really good banter because there's the pessimist and mm-hmm. the optimist and i mean literally things we never got over mm-hmm. i have the books that we've read i love grumpy sunshine i i really love books too because you expect the guy to be grumpy but i really love books where like the woman's grumpy and the guy's kind of like golden retriever sunshine-esque yeah. so yeah that one was an easy choice for me i i definitely think that grumpy sunshine is a great choice because wedding ones are fun but i have to be like in the mood for them yeah like for an example, reading The Wedding Crasher, I wouldn't have read that if we weren't going to a, a wedding. wedding. So it's yeah. definitely something that needs something something to spice up my interest into yeah. it. All right, our next matchup here is Runaway Bride slash Groom and Last to Know. Uh, I mean, okay, Things We Never Got Over <laughs> starts out with a Runaway, runaway bride, bride, which I love. And I love her whole redemption, well, not redemption, but, but her whole character arc that yeah. she has throughout the story. I know that you like Runaway Groomsmen, which, 
for obvious yes. reasons. Um, has similar, re- like, not redemption, but character arc development. Well, and I feel like Laura was too oblivious to love, mm-hmm. and I also didn't like that category. So I, I would say yeah last to know is just kind of like meh 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 mid it's mid yeah okay next up we have marriage pack and pen pals i think i like pen pals more i read this book by um i think it's penelope ward maybe and it was called it's called dirty letters i think I might be getting this wrong. Um, actually, I listened to it on audiobook when I was driving for work between Fargo and Minot, North Dakota. Wow. It's about four hours both ways, so I got that whole book knocked out. Anyways, I really enjoyed that book, and I, marriage, I don't think I've read marriage pack books, but I also think that would be a dumb trope, kind of, because, mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't be marrying someone because you have a pact. And if yeah. you have a pact, like, why didn't they like you enough initially to date you i guess yeah i don't know okay so we're gonna choose pen pals yes i have no strong opinion on either of them because i just haven't really read any of them well i think with pen pals like you get to know someone's personality before you like see them and meet them in person so like maybe that yeah. has some good elements but i liked the book that i listened to an audiobook quite a bit so in my head that that one's a winner mm-hmm. all right our next matchup here is opposites attract <laughs> chastity oh opposites attract yeah i not even a- i cannot stand the chastity trope because did i say cassidy no you said chastity oh. <laughs> <laughs> the chastity i can't stand when your sister's in books so me off. um no sorry Cass, yeah. if you're watching this <laughs> no the chastity ones i just don't i hate the way that those books portray virginity, virginity. it's just like it's like coveted in in a weird way like your value as a person is dependent on like the person likes you more they Mm -hmm. feel more valuable to you if they take Mm -hmm. your virginity and like i just don't like i don't i don't like that uh, thought process and opposites attract is a it's it's a phenomenal trope i mean like that's Knox Mm -hmm. and um naomi from Mm -hmm. things we never got over so I almost think that opposites, opposites Attract is a little Grumpy Sunshine-esque. Yeah. So, maybe if we have to keep those together, I mean, they're very similar. Or if we'll, we end we'll up with them together. We'll see through yeah. the next round. Okay, uh, our final one is uh, two horrible ones again. Redemption and Sudden Pregnancy. Uh, I would yeah. prefer a redemption over yeah. a pregnancy any day. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm... Okay, I'm 25, and, like, I, or almost 25, I'm on my way to a solid career, and I just feel like a baby's maybe the worst possible thing that could happen to me right now. I just don't want a I child. don't, and, like, as a woman, sudden pregnancy, I feel like, has a lot more repercussions, mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know, I also don't like that in those books it feels like the people are forced to fall in love because mm-hmm. they're having a kid. Um, and granted, that one's a lot more realistic than maybe some of the other tropes, but I don't I think Redemption's a lot better. I think Redemption would probably be a lot better, too, because I freaking hate when babies are involved in things. <laughs> okay, so that is the end of the first, first round. round. So we're moving on to the second round right. here in a second after the saves for, uh, for round two. From the the sweet, was this a sweet 16, right? Something like that, except for we didn't the do. The sweet 16. 
I don't know. I yeah. think it's just called. I think the first round is called the, the thirty eight or thirty two or whatever. You can tell we don't watch March Madness very often. I watch I've, the cra- I watch the Creighton games. That's listen, it. I participate every year. Some years I do really well. I want to. Oh, I always do the brackets. Yeah. yeah, but I never pay attention to like what they're called. No, and I just fill them out randomly. I also don't watch any of the games. I just fill I watch, out my bracket yeah. and then I just hope for the best. I watch the Creighton games because I feel obligated, mm-hmm. and then I watch the final game most of the time. But all right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. So our first one here, our first matchup is uh, fake dating and enemies to lovers. Ah! Okay. I'm, mine is going to be enemies to lovers. I love it so much. And the tension's really good. Mm-hmm. Fake dating can be good, but it's just not very practical. Like, it's not realistic. Because no. a lot of times people don't really fake date. Well, and that's what we talked about in our review for things we never got mm-hmm. over. It's like, that was, that detracted from the realism element. But mm-hmm. it was also like, you guys are just pretending. Like, you really dating, right. but you're just pretending that but you're not. But we've read a ton of fake dating I, I mean, enemy, enemies to lovers, too. I feel like things we got over, we said, was, like, diet enemies to lovers. I just love it so much in fantasy books. It's really good. Ah. Uh, are we a house divided? We are a house divided. <laughs> we should have come up with a plan for how to, do, how to deal with the, the, the median. Yeah. I feel like maybe we get to, like, call one person and they get to choose. Oh, phone a friend? Phone a friend. Okay. But we can't. I feel like this is a thing where we should phone a friend. Hello. Hi, Mom. Okay, let me preface. Maddie and I are filming one of our podcasts right now, and we need you to be a tiebreaker for us. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're doing a March Madness bracket with romance novel tropes. Um, okay. And Maddie and I are at a disagreement about whether or not fake dating or enemies to lovers is a better trope, so we need you to break the tie. Um... I think enemies to lovers. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Wait, you. Is that yours? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even know Maddie. She didn't even ask me ahead of time. It's okay. I've been watching her this whole time, so she can't cheat. <laughs> Damn yes. it. Mama provides. All right. That's right. Enemies to lovers it is. <laughs> and my mom actually watches the podcast, so. The interactive. She'll see this. Yeah. There we go. Wow. <laughs> She's our guest star this episode. Yeah, you could call a... You could have called Grace. I could have. Or Molly. Well, yeah, I've never called Grace before. Grace and I are pretty good friends. Grace would be like, are you, are you okay? Like, are you uh, dying? Hello? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the next round, after that <laughs> upset, <laughs> um, we have emotional scars and hallmark flings. These are like the two opposites. I know. I feel like I like emotional scars a little bit. I like I <laughs> I like Hallmark flings better, which is funny because my favorite books all well some of them have emotional scars. Yeah. All right, we can't do this again, Maddie. All right, give me your reasoning. Let's let's Why hear each other's think, reasonings okay. and then we'll Hallmark flings. I just like the way I feel when it's wholesome. When they have emotional scars, sometimes they're done so poorly. Where it's true. It just, it's not, it's like, like, yes, like, it's just not a good, it just, it's just not good. Mm. But with Hallmark Flings, sometimes, well, even when they're bad, they still have, like, a a similar theme where it's still wholesome. For an example, Anne of Manhattan. It was still better. It was still better than 
a poor emotional scar book. I would prefer to read that over... Okay. My camera's gonna die. So... I think that's... I think that's a better argument than... I mean, like, I just like emotional scars because I think there's good room for character development, but I also really like having happy endings. Yeah. So, we can go with Hallmark for this one. Okay, great. And then we'll deal with the camera. Okay, we're gonna switch out my battery on my camera really quick, so if we move a little bit... You know why. You know why. Next matchup here, we picked, uh, we just picked Hallmark Fling over Emotional Scars. Now, our matchup is Friends to Lovers and Forbidden Love. I think Forbidden Love for yeah. me. Friends to Lovers is fine. I just really prefer when it's like, we can't be together. Yeah. I just love you so much, but I just can't be with you. The story's more compelling. Like, Friends yeah. to Lovers is practical but a lot of times the story is just boring like you're just Mm -hmm. as wonderful as it can be like you're just going from one form of relationship to another Mm -hmm. or like realizing maybe that there's more to your friendship than just friendship but forbidden love i feel like it's just so so much more compelling uh so yeah that one's pretty easy i think yeah next up we have work adversaries and soulmates the problem is, okay, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I like soulmates mostly just for, like, fantasy romance. Because, mm-hmm. I, it's like, for real people, it's just, like, me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love Emily Henry books, so I'm really torn on this one. But I feel like work adversaries can be done in a lot more senses, and soulmates, I feel like it's mostly just fantasy romance. Yeah, I think soulmates is... Uh, not the one that I want. Okay. I think it's uh, work adversaries I prefer. I think that's okay. It, that's it can, okay it's like adjacent to friends to lovers, or not friends to lovers, enemies to lovers. Yeah. And soulmates is like, I don't know. I like, I understand the importance of having them faded mates and all that sort of stuff, but I think that I would prefer yeah, that's fine. faded it's, enemies. It's just really like, I feel like soulmates mates faded mates it's just it it's only really done well in fantasy books okay. and that's such a small subgenre of romance to be fair though work adversaries also just a small genre of ro- of the romance ha- the books. hate game the hating game or whatever but they're just popular right now but they it's are true. just like a small portion of the type of stuff that's made our next matchup here is secret identity versus matchmaker i feel very meh about yeah. both of these i think oof. matchmaker's cuter like they're trying yeah. to pair you up with someone else and they realize that you're actually really great and they want you instead yeah and also i hate uh I'm batman. batman yeah so to be clear i don't hate batman i just hate the angsty secret identity type. yeah all right all right next up Oh, this one is so hard. Okay. We're going to have to call my dad for this one. I'm going to be in pain. We're going to have to call him for this one. Okay. There's the love triangle and grumpy sunshine. I already know what your dad's going to pick. I love grumpy sunshine. I love love triangles. This one's so hard. This is another, this is another, uh, I feel, tough okay. matchup early on. Let me be reasonable here. My mom took my side and I got what I wanted with enemies to lovers. Yes. So I would be willing 
See, to negotiate. But that's not how it I works. I know. Okay, fine. Okay. Fine, call your dad. Call him right back. <laughs> okay, we're here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, uh, love triangle or grumpy sunshine, which is when, like, one of the characters is, like, grumpy and the other person's, like, really happy. Like a golden retriever and a black cat. Yeah. What was the first one? Love triangle. Love triangle it is. Let's go. I had a feeling that's how it was yeah. going to go. I love, listen, I love Grumpy Sunshine too, but a good love triangle love just, so much. it's in one of my favorite books, Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. It's in my favorite movies, my favorite TV shows. Mm. The Vampire Diaries just have the love triangle. A Grumpy Sunshine, I just, I love it. Listen, I, things we listen, never got I'm, over, I Icebreaker. Am, I am team Stefan, without a doubt, which you are team Damon. Yeah. Because you are toxic. Yeah. And well, I also, okay. Look at the romance books I read. The men are terrible. Like, I read hockey romances where the men are all Stephen, sluts and then, like... Stefan was the better man. He was, but, um... Ian Somerhalder's hotter. I don't think so. Well, I strongly disagree. I strongly disagree. I like... Dad! Tall, dark, <laughs> Who's handsome. hotter? <laughs> no! I'm not doing this again. Your dad's gonna, like, start screening our both. calls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you are up next to read. Okay, all right. Our next matchup is Runaway Bridegroom or Pen Pals. This is like another kind of... I think I'm Runaway not... Bridegroom, probably. I think Runaway Bridegroom okay. as well. Easy. Easy. Jinx. You owe me a soda. Eh. Eh. Okay. I can't really drink soda, so that's fine. You owe me a diet soda. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and last up for this round, we have... Opposites attract and redemption. Opposites attract. Opposites attract. Yeah, okay. Which is kind of grumpy sunshine, so you're kind of getting your redemption there. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting your redemption out of Uh, this one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. What is this one? This is eight. The elite eight, I think, is the term. This is the The basketball term. Third round. Mm -hmm. All right. Our first one here is enemies to lovers and Hallmark fling. (sighs) Okay. Do we like it when they're. See, okay, I'm thinking Emily Henry books. They both are prevalent in the same sort of stories. Yeah. Where they're wholesome and they're enemies to lovers. I think enemies to lovers marginally. Yeah, I, well, I, I love enemies to lovers, but. I love wholesome, but I also love when, I think I just, it's just, it's, it's a little bit better. But now that I'm thinking about it, like. Once again, I always love how Hallmark, even when they're bad, they're still wholesome. But for, like, enemies to lovers... What's a bad one? Twisted Game, or Twisted Love. Mm, yeah, I guess that one was kind of... That was like a diet. For yours, uh, Love in the Time of Serial Killers. I guess. What other books are there out here? The Spanish Love Deception. I really love enemies to lovers, but uh, the dead romantics. Those are all that one. Those are all examples of bad. Well, they're more like work adversaries slash enemies to mm-hmm. to lovers. But I feel like enemies to lovers often is also like forbidden romance, which you love. Yes, but I think that what I think more about forbidden romances is that they like they. It's not them who are enemies. It's we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're comparing two I that know, we don't I need know, to compare yet. But I 
Enemies to Lovers or Hallmark Fling. This is going to hinge on you because I feel very strongly about Enemies to Lovers and you're the one who's kind of more. Would I rather read a book about people? Okay, propose two fake books to me and I will decide. Mm. Okay. Um, I can't, well, I can't come up with like a book plot off the top of my head. You can't? No, I, well, I'm thinking of, like, all the Hallmark Christmas movies where she, like, goes to, big business lady goes to Small little town. town and falls in love with the man who, yeah, the lumberjack or the guy who grows the Christmas trees. And, and he's a like dead that. wife and two kids. Yeah, and then enemies to lovers, I'm picturing, like, these, maybe these two people from, like, opposing <laughs> families, but, like, They are forced to, like, do something, like, let's say, okay, maybe I can come up with one. Let's say it's, like, based off of, like, some sort of regency thing, right? So there's, Mm -hmm. like, a a king and a queen, right? And these are two families that don't like each other, but the two um, love interests are forced to do something for the king and queen, and as they're on their journey to complete this task, probably the motivation's, like, a bigger title, more land, money, maybe one of them gets to like marry a prince or princess or something like shrek (laughs) (laughs) like the plot of but like along the way it'd be like if shrek fell in love with donkey like along (laughs) along the way well because they're like opposing houses they're opposing houses right but like because they're forced to work together on this project they realize that like even though their families have animosity and they had animosity for each other at first they both have really amiable qualities and like I don't know I just really love the enemies to lovers transition because there's a lot of really good witty banter hallmark flings there's not really witty banter I don't feel like it's just like I'll give it to you okay thank you I'll give it to you but we'll talk about this again (laughs) later (laughs) all right next next up we've got forbidden love and work adversaries uh forbidden love yeah yeah that's yeah this next one is gonna be this next one's gonna be a fight (laughs) (laughs) okay all right um our next matchup here is matchmaker versus love triangle love Love triangle Triangle. easy i love how we were splitting hairs (laughs) yeah but and the last one is runaway bride slash groom and opposites attract opposites Opposites attract attract. which i feel like in hindsight is grumpy sunshine but yeah i guess it can be more than that though like even if it's just like opposite careers Mm -hmm. or like um opposites in like a a cultural sense Mm -hmm. right like being someone who's like american with europe roots and trying to have a relationship with someone who is like who has a rich cultural background okay (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, and no, no need to. You don't need to tell me. I'm, I'm, I'm on your side here. <laughs> All right, this is the semifinals. <laughs> the final four. This is the final four. Wait, our, wait, before we begin, our final four so far: enemies to lovers, forbidden, forbidden love, love, love triangle, and opposites attract. And I do think there's some overlap, a little bit, but a little bit. Um. Okay, enemies to lovers versus forbidden love is our first one. I love. Romeo and Juliet. Okay? I love anything like that where it's we want to be together but we can't. 
Okay. Because it makes it so much more rewarding when they finally get together. I agree. Okay, I will give you this one. I really love Over enemies, enemies to lovers. Yeah, I really wow. love enemies to lovers, and but up. I also love forbidden love. And I, I don't know. Wow, forbidden love really took the cake on this one. She didn't even try to argue with me. I do love enemies to lovers. Don't do you wanna, get me wrong. Do you want to give like a like a like a analysis here? Yeah, like an, like before um, we I, move on. Yeah. Okay. So enemies to lovers, like I've mentioned before, like I really like the development that can happen. Um, it makes for great witty banter. But forbidden love is just like it's like magnets, and you keep putting all these things in between them to try and keep them apart, but you just can't. And like. I feel the same way, like, that makes me, it resonates almost in the same sense of, like, the faded mates mm-hmm. part, but, like, in a in a realistic, worldly sense, like, the world is against them, the odds are against them, but nonetheless, they are bound to determine to love each other. And I think that's really beautiful, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I do love enemies to lovers and the witty banter that comes with it, I think forbidden love through, I mean, like, from Shakespearean times to now just is really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plus, like, in some of these forbidden loves, there are aspects of enemies to lovers. To lovers. Yeah. But forbidden love. That's good. It's so good. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the final one, the final, the final four, love triangle and opposites attract. So this is... Essentially, love triangle versus grumpy sunshine again, but well, I like opposites attract. Right. <laughs> uh, mm, hmm, interesting because I like love triangles. I know. <laughs> I just, I feel like in love triangles, there's always an opposites attract within the love triangle, right? There's the person that they were with originally who's perfect for them on paper. There's the Steffens, and then there's the Damon, who's the complete opposite of Elena. And is nothing like her in any way. Gail and Peta. Gail and Peta is the same way. Jacob and Edward. Actually, you there's, know what? There's a love triangle in a Kotar, too. And I love. And there's one in Throne of Glass. It's never two... See, the thing with love triangles is that it's never two guys who are the same. Or two yeah, people. Not even guys, but just two people who are the same. They're two def- different people. One person is always, like, the person that they should be with who's, like, great for them. And then there's the person who's bad for them. Yeah. Who they inevitably end up with anyway. Um. That's I my- feel like I'm conceding a lot of ground here, but I, I think Love Triangle is probably a little better. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Now, in our final final round, round. Forbidden Love versus Love Triangle. Okay, let's think about this. I love both of them. I have an idea for which one I want to win. Do you? Mm -hmm. Do you want to say at the same time? One? On three? Yeah. Like, we'll say, like, I'll go one, two, three, and then after I say three, we say it. Okay. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Love Triangle. (laughs) No! Okay, okay. Um, all right, let's think about this. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk this through. Tell me why I love Triangle. I, I, well, because I feel like I love witty banter, and at least there's some element of witty banter. I guess there might be in some forbidden love, but, like, I feel like forbidden love, they're on the same page. You know, and it's everyone else who's against them. 
um, love triangle, I feel like there's a lot, I don't know, I don't, there's a lot you could do with plot points on either side, especially with side characters, Mm -hmm. too, um, I don't know, I feel like a lot more of the modern literature that I've liked, though, has been love triangle based, a Kotar, um, maybe that's kind of where we're having, like, a, uh, it's like classic versus modern yes, in my exactly, head right now. exactly, exactly. And I really love, like, the classics. I think Othello kind of had some forbidden love in it, too. Yeah. Because of the racial tensions. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, this one's tough. We can't do a tiebreaker for our no, final one, though. This be... We gotta logic this yes. out. Okay. Forbidden love. Let's think about something that's forbidden love that's not Romeo and Juliet, or Shakespearean. Um... Oh, okay, I've read some hockey romances, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the dad is the coach for the rival team, mm. and she falls in love with a player from her dad's rival team, mm. so she doesn't want her dad to know. He doesn't want the other coach to know. Then you have both the teams involved, too, right? Because there's right, a rivalry right. there, and his teammates will be, like, annoyed. They find out he's dating their mm-hmm. enemy's coach's daughter, mm-hmm. and they'll all be annoyed and betrayed if they feel like the daughter of the coach, who's a fan of their team, is dating someone from their rival team. That's, like, one modern instance I can think of. Yeah, okay, I, yes, they're, or, like, her dad is your boss. Um, okay, now here's a question, though, I just found a modern instance of forbidden romance, can you think of a classical... A classical example of a love triangle? Yeah. A classical example of a love triangle. The Great Gatsby. Oh. Literally on the wall right there. Yeah, Daisy's love triangle. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping that would be make or break. Like, how versatile they are. See, the thing is, is that they're both really versatile, where they have both old... And new. And they can be done in all different... Like, mm-hmm. they can be done in fantasy. They can be done in semi-realistic... Right. Um, fiction. I think... <sighs> Forbidden Love is just... Okay, let's think of modern... <sighs> Shrek. That's... Forbidden love and love triangle. Yep. So that doesn't help is us the, at all. Is the winner just Shrek? I mean, yes. And Shrek the winner it, is Shrek the movie. It's the best movie probably in a while. I, I love that movie. In a while. That movie came out I, 22 in, years ago. Yeah, well. But <laughs> the graphics hold up. Yeah. Anyway. It's a good movie. Sorry. Uh, anyways. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like two movies like one that has forbidden mm-hmm. love and one has who has love triangle and we decide which movie is better no because that's just execution because it's how it was done because then you could compare like okay. twilight to like how about which one is easier to do poorly which one's easier to do poorly forbidden love i think is easier to do poorly because you can just be like so, like, the accuracy of love triangles being enticing has a higher percentage of being, like... Because if a love triangle... A love triangle is easier to do because there's three characters involved, right? But it's harder to mess up. It's harder to mess up because I think that even if you have one character who's not as strong, it's like, oh, 
there's the other character who's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But then if they end up with the character that's not fine, then they messed up the love triangle pretty bad. Like, for going back to freaking Twilight, I think Twilight has a really bad love triangle. Because I, I don't, don't think Jacob was ever a contender. He wasn't, and that's what makes me so frustrated, is that he really wasn't a contender. He was just there. I don't know. I mean, so I, there's always times, though, when I watch them, I'm like, that was a weird love triangle. Like, why did they do that? Forbidden Love is also... I think Forbidden Love is just more classic. Fault in Our Stars. That's gonna... Uh, no, that's no. just, like, destined to fail. Yeah. Which is different from Forbidden Love. What do you guys think? I wish you could give us responses right now, in person. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Well, think about Forbidden Love also includes, like, LGBT stories, like, who That's they true. can't be together. Or because people who have families who have, like, implicit yes, racial bias. racial bias stuff. Not that those books are necessarily, like, good, good. but well, okay. they, they happen a lot. It's real. Yeah. yeah, it's realistic. I think... Sorry. Just because of... Okay, honestly, just because I brought up that hockey romance earlier, that was a book that I actually really liked. Those enemies... Or not enemies to lovers. Jesus. That's Forbid gone. That has Forbid been... Yes, out. I know, I know. Forbidden Love. Um, and I really liked that book. I can't think of, like... I mean, like, I guess Things We Got Over had, like, a good love triangle, but I can't think of any, like, really recent ones that I've read besides a Kotar that you I know, was like, this is good. You know what else I'm thinking? Um... A lot of the books that we read don't involve love triangles, but a lot of the TV shows we watch Watched have do. love triangles. And I think that since we're doing battle literary. of literary tropes, Forbidden, Forbidden Love better. is probably a little okay. bit better. Although yeah, I think I you're see, right. Like, I love love triangles. Don't get me wrong. I think like, you're right. They're better in media, like in, in, inter in mm -hmm. movies, television shows. Right. It's not even that they're better. I just think they're done more often, and they, they serve as yeah. a better plot point in tv shows like wednesday you really loved the love triangle on wednesday but that's an example of a poorly done love triangle because we hated tyler so much yeah but on the other hand no i think you're right in a literary sense i think forbidden love's probably better all right so I guess all right that's, that's it Let's forbidden love forbidden is love okay march madness 2023 best romance trope Woo! Um, I'd like to say that I knew it all along, that <laughs> Forbidden Love could go all the way. Um, I think that Forbidden Love is the greatest rom- Get out of here, Ad. The greatest romance trope <laughs> of all time. And, uh, I'd like to donate this victory to, uh, Miss Courtney over here, who was so gracious during her loss of love triangle. But at the ultimate- at the end of the day, the ultimate- Trope it doesn't feel like love. that much of a loss, you know? Like, they were two really good options. Right, right, And after talking it out, I definitely see your points behind it. And I would also love to point out that Maddie is an Aries and I am a Taurus, so we are naturally in a disposition where <laughs> Maddie is the more dominant personality. I, I know, I was trying not to be in this. I no, you like, were very, oh, very fair, okay, I would say. Okay. But, like, just naturally in our relationship... Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the dynamic. But I, you made some really good points. I think Forbidden Love, it's an excellent choice. Mm -hmm. It's stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. um, and when done well, it's really phenomenal. So. Okay. 
Well, congratulations, Forbidden Love. You win the yeah. trophy. Here, put your hands out. The trophy. The trophy. I'm going to have like a little... Okay. A little graphic. A little Canva graphic <laughs> that just says champion. Number one. Congratulations. So that is it for this week's episode of the podcast. A little bit different than our normal content. That's okay. Gotta keep you on your toes. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the fact that we did not finish our 600-page book that we were supposed to read yeah. for this week. Um... But we will be finishing that, and it's been good so far. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably be able to film it like on Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, today's already Monday, but we might do a like a midweek episode drop just to keep up with what we said we we're gonna post this month. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. keep you up to date as we things might, progress. Yeah, we might push back. We can't really push back *Anne of Manhattan* because it's coming out during St. Patrick's Day, and it's our St. Patrick's fine. book. But that's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it and out. We'll get back this to is, you. This is our problem, not yeah. yours. So, um, <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you think that our um, tropes are wrong, that we were Tell stupid us. and idiots, yeah. make sure you let us know in the comments down below. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, thank you so much for listening. Remember that you can find us on social media. We have an Instagram and a TikTok. Mm -hmm. It is at the Witty Banter Book Club. And that is it for today. We'll see you next time. Bye. Happy reading.